Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I don't know if you all have ever experienced like just a really good weekend. As I say that out loud, that was like kind of a weird thing to say, but I mean, like, I almost feel like coming back home on Sunday, I had like a vacations high. I felt like I had just went on this massive, amazing vacation and I was returning home and it was going to be like. I don't know. I felt like I was going to have this great week. And I mean, obviously, it wasn't the perfect weekend because on Friday, our rights were taken away because apparently we like mean nothing. But um, I will get into that later. Um, But for now, what I mean is I just had this like really wonderful weekend, pretty much. So I came home on Thursday and I actually was meeting one of my girlfriends, uh, Lindsay, who listens to the podcast, so shut out. Um, So we were meeting out for drinks at a brewery and I actually like miscalculated my time. So I showed up super early and I knew I needed a new foundation. And so I went to Ulta and like, honestly, I spend money on a lot of shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I am financially stable. That is not the truth. I am. I try to be good with money. I think there's some things that I am really good with. But there's other times where I'm like, did I just spend a thousand dollars like on a Thursday for no reason? What? And when I say thousand, I mean, like maybe 200 just feels like a thousand. Anyways, all this is to say that I don't really spend a lot of money on makeup. I pretty much just use anything that I've gotten from Christmas or a birthday from my mom, and my sister. I'm always like, please buy me makeup because this is the only time. But I went into Ulta and I was like, OK, well, you know what? Why don't we like treat yourself like there's a little bit of extra budget, you know, mauled around there. We never buy makeup. Let's just get a couple items. So I got like a new eyeshadow palette for ColourPop. It was only $16, by the way. So it's not like I was spending normal makeup money. And then I ended up getting a new Kylie lipstick. I didn't go with the kit thing because I don't really like I'm never going to be good at lining things. I was one of those bitches and still one of those bitches, no matter how hard I try, even in all of my adult coloring books, like I cannot manage to color inside of the lines like that was just not built for me. And so trying to draw lips on my face is just not a thing like my eyeliner is 24 seven fucked up. So I can't have my lips looking the same. So anyways, I just bought that. And then I got my foundation. I was like, this is so exciting. Look at me. And then I ended up getting to the brewery early. So then I was like, well, I might as well get ready in my car and, you know, have the AC on and like do my thing, blah, blah, blah. I made a TikTok video. Uh, you can see that at Ashley Slink, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, you know, thank God I did, by the way, because let me tell you something. If you are single in the East Bay, Uh, which, you know, right now I'm single in the South Bay, so I don't have all the tips and tricks for you. But Fieldwork Brewery in San Ramon is like the hub that I have never seen more bros out at one location. It was shocking. And we had bros of all types. We had definitely finance bros, you know, 
couple marketing bros, business bros, salespeople for sure. Uh, you know, we had daddy bros. There was definitely families there. It was just like, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, I frequent going out now, you know, like, and I've just never seen such a bro hub in my life. And I was like, well, thank God as a single bitch that I was like wearing makeup this time. And that's not to say that I did anything about it. Like, of course, I didn't go up to anybody and talk to them. I was just looking from a distance. OK, sometimes it's it's what you need. So anyways, uh, we had a really great time there. And then, <laughs> unfortunately, I went back to my car and it wouldn't start. And so there was a huge missed opportunity here because I called my dad immediately and the car would like turn on like the lights would come on and everything, but it wouldn't like start. So he's like, oh, it's the starter. It's got to be the starter. So then I called AAA and they were going to be two hours. And so I just walked around to get lunch or dinner. It was by the way, I was up at three thirty in the morning for a, a call. Well, I was up at three. My meeting started at three thirty in the morning for work. And then I was like, thought I would be home at the latest by 8.30, right? Yeah, no. Um, obviously, this was like, I walked to my car around 7. So it was bad news for me with a two-hour call call line. Um, but anyways, so I was walking around. And then Australia called me, um, friend of the podcast. If you're a loyal podcast listener, you know who Australia is. If you don't, there's probably a reason uh, that you don't. And uh, you might also know him by his other nickname, Motel Six. So anywho, uh, he him and I have stayed friends this whole time. So he called me and he was like also said it was the starter. So I was like, OK, whatever. Glad that you like affirmed whatever my dad said. But either way, I was like, this isn't helpful. Like, I just want to go home, you know. And so uh, I was waiting for my car. Turns out it was the battery and it, the car just seemed to be jumped, which what is so annoying about that and what the missed opportunity was is like I said, you're going to tell me there wasn't a car jumping bro out at the field work. Like I had the opportunity to walk in there damsel in distress and shit like somebody please help me and jump my car. Opportunity missed. Instead, I called my dad. It's like I cop blocked myself. Like, what was I thinking? Ugh. But anyways, so my car ended up my dad came out there, by the way, to like sit with me and then my car got jumped and then the next day it still didn't work so then I took my dad's car down to San Francisco for work and then we got a new battery on it blah 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 that's not what's fun so well the fun part was getting drinks with Lindsay so then on Friday I got to go to um Marriott as well in Livermore with my girl Kim and it was really fun because well it was funny because I went at the same exact time the Friday before with my mom and my aunt Tiffany and I realized I was wearing the same exact outfit and like a complete and utter sociopath that I am. I had to change. I was like, oh, this is kind of a funny joke. I wore the same outfit. I could not wrap my mind wear around wearing the same dress like to the same place a week apart. I was like, it's bad enough that I'm coming here at the same time. But then again, I mean, I didn't feel bad about that because I'm a member and I pay for it. And I've been a member since like I think I signed on in early 2020 pre-pandemic obviously and then pandemic hit and I was like well I basically signed up for the free tastings because we were going all the time and then I was like well this is stupid you know so I don't feel bad about that it's just that I could not bear to wear the same outfit again so I ended up changing good for me it was so fun when my mom and my aunt and I went there was this guy 
who was like seating people. And it was really funny because he was like very, he was very cute and he seemed very nervous. But, you know, when I walked up, he's like, do you have a reservation? I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, it's right upstairs. He's like, well, I actually, I can walk you up there. And I was like, I mean, I know where I'm going, but whatever. I didn't tell him. He was excited. They started telling me this weird story about Zorro and I just let him talk. And then he's like, so have you been here before? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm a member. And he's like, so I didn't need to walk you up the stairs. And I was like, that's okay, whatever. And then I had told him I was waiting for my mom. Then my mom got there. He was all excited. He's like, oh, yeah, your daughter's right upstairs. So I don't know if he was like enthusiastic or in love with me. Honestly, it's hard to tell these days. So obviously I asked the waitress, I was like, or the poorer, I was like, what's the deal with the kid downstairs? And she's like, oh, he's so he's so cute. He's so nice. He's in grad school. Um, And I was like, "Okay, success. And then I was like, well, how old? I was like, well, is he single? And she said, yes. And I was like, well, how old is he? And she's like, 23. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) listen. I'm not judging. I have no judgment towards people of dating different ages. It's just that I'm 29 years old. And as much fun as a 23-year-old boy sounds, um, I don't know about that. I just, I feel like I could maybe date like a 27-year-old. But 23, is we're just not on the same path. You know what I mean? It's like... I just, I can't hang. So anyways, when Kim and I went, he was still there. He didn't seem to give as many shits about me. Maybe maybe it was the red dress versus the yellow dress. I don't know. Um, but he was still really nice. And then Kim was observing him. And she said he was too weird for me, which must mean he's really weird um, because I'm weird. But she was like not into it. So it's a no for us. So if you were going to convince me about the 23-year-old, he's already out of the picture. So don't get attached. Uh, which is why he's in the beginning of the podcast. I'm just kidding. So anyways, Kim and I went back to her house and it it was this funny, like, this is your late 20s, early 30s conversation of do we leave the house? Now we're home, you know, and obviously like I'm single, which is great that Kim like, she's like, okay, should we go out? Like, you know, because I did listen, Kim and I, when we did go out together, that is how the Australia story happened. So I do understand that we we are quite a great duo. Um, our friend Aaron was there as well. But anyways, I was like, mm, you know, then we just kept talking, drinking. And then, you know, I was like, I mean, we could just stay here and DoorDash dinner. And that turned into us DoorDashing Taco Bell and drinking a bottle of champagne to the face. We did try to like, thought we'd be cool if we ordered drinks from um, Taco Bell and we were going to try to make cocktails. They were so disgusting. We're like, what are we doing? And this, by the way, is why I can't date the 23 year old. The I can't do the mixed drinks. I just wanted my fucking $70 bottle of champagne with my $5 Taco Bell that we ordered. You know what I mean? It was the perfect night. Um, I had the best time. Then in the morning, I finally got to catch up with Erin after her wedding. They had this great rule I guess on their honeymoon where they were only going to have their phones for an hour which meant I really resisted texting her every single day and um, just politely waited for her to come back so I got to chat with her post wedding which was so fun and while I was talking with her I was getting ready to go meet Jenna and her family to help get ready for her bridal shower which was on Sunday and it was a really fun day of getting to help out we made some floral arrangements and then we went to Altamont Brewery which is like never a bad time actually we really hit if you are 
from anywhere near the Livermore area, you'll understand that we really hit the staples on Saturday. We went to lunch at Ale House in Livermore, which if you listen to the podcast, you should know this is my favorite restaurant of all time. And then we had drinks at Ultima and then we went to dinner at Hop Divine. So we really like committed to the Livermore like brew pub scene and I was so into it. And uh, so it was really fun. And then by the nighttime, I was exhausted and ready to get up. I woke up early, got my nails done with Jenna. We went to the same nail salon that her and I went to in high school to get like our senior prom nails done. And then we were getting her nails done for a bridal shower. Like how fucking crazy is that? It's so wild to me when you've been friends with someone for so long. It's just like, how? So anyways, uh, then I got to chat with a friend of the podcast, Julie, and my mom honestly hijacked my whole conversation, but it's fine. And then the bridal shower was so beautiful. It was so fun. Um, actually, the game that we played was really cute. What um, Jenna's mom did was she had everybody who was married submit their wedding photo and their wedding song. So a part of the games were like guessing. She had all the pictures. It's really smart. She did it on a Google sheet or Google survey. And there was a QR code. And then you could guess the year that the wedding was, which I thought that was really fun and so high tech. And then we also she like played all the wedding songs and you had to guess like the name of the song of the year. And then you got a bonus point if you knew whose wedding song it was. So it was super cute, really fun. And then afterwards, even though I was going to go straight home, it never happens when I party with the Macias's. I always stay out a little longer than I thought. So we went out and had some wine and then went and got cocktails. And then eventually I came back to Campbell and I just my whole drive home I like couldn't stop smiling and I was like listening to my jams I was just really happy and it was great it's like those moments like they they're happening more and more often for me which is good but I went a long time without them so it felt uh really good to feel like I was back you know what I mean it was just like oh my god this is my favorite version of myself I love happy excited Ashley and not as much like cry over everything especially boys Ashley you know what I mean Uh, so it was really great vibes and I just had such a wonderful weekend and this weekend is Jenna's bachelorette party so we're leaving for San Diego on uh Friday morning and I am so excited I hope to come back with a lot of ratchet stories it's gonna be a great time we're dressing up in Mean Girls characters for one night so I'm gonna be Karen uh, from Halloween, like I'm a mouse duh. And I'm, I'm just really excited to just get to go celebrate her. Um, it's such a fun year of weddings for me, especially like two of my longest friendships, you know, are getting married this year being Jenna and Aaron. And it's just been really, really fun. So oh, good vibes all around. Also, I have to give you all like a song wreck because I feel like, you know, when I listened to the new Lizzo song, I was like, this song is going to get me through everything. Right. And it's going to make me a better person. It's going to make me happy. Blah, blah, blah. Now, when going through a breakup, I feel like it's not always like I want to be a bad bitch. Sometimes you want to be a petty bitch and you want to enter ass into your villain era. And listen, this song called Shout Out to Your Next Ex by Hayden It came on my TikTok and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. When I feel like being petty as fuck and just in my feelings and like a good luck finding someone better than me vibe. And, you know, this goes for, you know, it's not just like one boyfriend that you feel this way. It's like every guy you've ever talked to. You're like, you know what? Good luck. 
then when you're in that bad bitch mode that this is the song for you i i've been bumming the song it's on i did finally create a hot girl walk playlist which is chef's freaking kiss by the way i keep listening to this playlist it's now like getting me up in the morning it was what i was listening to on my drive home and i was like the vibes right now they're just so good um i'm so sorry about the siren in the background speaking of good vibes uh yeah so anyways okay breaking into celeb news i don't have a lot i just have to make this like statement have you all been following megan trainer lately whoever is megan trainer's pr person deserves all of the raises because here's the deal when megan trainer first came out i was into her and then honest to god she annoyed me and i'm not trying to be an anti-feminist or anything like that i just something just didn't feel right with me with her right so i kind of i think i i didn't want to unfollow her because i didn't want to be unsupportive because i still wanted her to have like a good following and everything not that she cares if she lost one follower but i had like hidden her or something and then now i see her on tiktok and she looks so fun and relatable and like down to earth also she's become a mother so i don't know if she's like different and like she's been in the industry for a while i feel like it's really hard when you first i mean i wouldn't know i have been trying to break into celebrity life for years now but no one will let me in but i imagine that breaking into the celebrity world you know you've got to like kind of be on your high guard it's probably really hard to be yourself but she is doing tiktok now and they're so funny I think I don't know if she hired him to be her best friend or if she's a best friend that they hired. Um, but there's this guy, Chris, I think his last name's Olsen. Can't remember correctly, um, but he's on TikTok. I follow him. He's freaking hilarious. And he's been doing a lot of stuff with Megan Trainer. They said they hired him on to like help her with social media. Genius move. She is so funny. And now I just like want the best for her. And I became a fan. Catch me at the next Megan Trainer concert because it's all about that base and it's all about that good publicity. It's all about those TikToks and it's all about having the right PR team. So I just feel like a bold statement here is important to be made that Megan Trainer's motherfucking PR team deserves a goddamn raise. Hi friends, I'm so excited to talk to you about one of my new favorite brands, Kitsch. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going back into the office and Kitsch has not only been so useful from work from home life, it is also very helpful for going back into the office. So listen to this, I started with the very cute like cheetah print satin pillowcase that I'm obsessed with. It sets the tone for my new bedroom. I'm in love and honestly, it really does make my skin and hair feel better and I'm not just shitting you on that. And then when I was working from home, listen, I would do this thing where I would take a shower and then I would throw my hair up in the towel scrunchie and then like when I felt like getting out of my pajamas and I had to have a meeting, I would go blow dry my hair and it cut down the time astronomically. And then now I've got like the little ice roller thing because now I have to be up and like get in a car and drive to work. So I need to wake my ass up and the ice roller just does just that and it's so amazing, so helpful. And then I also got the heatless curler. So I can like curl my hair in that little, you know, pillow looking thing. And then I drive to work and I take it out and bam, I look flawless. I highly recommend Kitsch. They have all sorts of amazing products. Like I just named a bunch, but they have so much more. And you can get 15% off with promo code AshleySleek15. That is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Sleek, S-L-E-E-K, 15 and you can visit the link in my bio on Instagram to shop super easy. It's at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. Okay, bye. I think we might have a heavier second half of the podcast episode today than the first half, but 
there there's been some stuff that's transpired in the last week since we've chatted. Um, so I I had to be held accountable for my actions, you guys, which is not my favorite thing, but it's important. You know how important accountability is to me. So basically, you know, I kept saying that I didn't think Scotland listened to the podcast. And let me just tell you, I was wrong. So I was definitely wrong. He has been listening to the podcast. And, you know, when I said things like he only calls me when he's drunk because that's how he's feeling, it doesn't necessarily mean that I guess it was the truth. And so he set me straight and course corrected me. And I'm only laughing because I'm nervous. But because uh, I was like, I don't really know how to talk about this, but I feel like I have to, you know, Be- mostly because, like I mentioned, I think accountability is so important. I have learned over the years that that there are new values that I hold in not only like my dating relationships, but just like my friendships, my family. There are new qualities that I would have never really thought of back then that are so important to me now. And accountability is one of them and being able to own your shit and say you're sorry. And so, you know, when I was talking on the podcast about Scotland, it was my genuine feelings at the time. Like this is how I was interpreting what was going on. And just because it was how I was feeling, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was the truth or how he was feeling. And at the time, you know, I wasn't really thinking about how whatever I said would affect him. And that wasn't fair. You know, I it was it was just me on my podcast being pissed and, you know, just feeling feeling my feelings and just expressing them out loud. And, you know, I I would never, ever, ever want to or try to intentionally hurt him, which I feel like if you listen to the podcast a lot, you know that. And, you know, this resulted in actually like a pretty good conversation between us. It also resulted in what I can only explain as all too well, the 12 minute version, Ashley's version. I left this poor guy. um, I mean, he did still break up with me, so I feel like we don't have to 100% say poor guy. It is still my fucking podcast, so like, you know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm throwing that in to justify myself, but I I left him a 12-minute voice memo. So as you know from all the times you've heard about us is that we communicate through voice memos. So basically, you know, I'm not going to get into it air everything whatever that's not my place to but basically you know he reached out wasn't super happy about what I said on the podcast I you know reached back out and apologized you know wanted to kind of say my piece we went back and forth and then I just left this uh incredible 12 minute voice memo just laying it all out there and honestly it felt good. I mean, it, I cried the whole time of course like who wouldn't but it was nice to get to say things you know, that I hadn't really got to yet or just explain where I was coming from. Because, you know, where I was from, where I was sitting, it was like he cut off communication with me and then just kept popping in and out of my life. And I just felt like he was probably I don't like drinking or partying or whatever. And that wasn't necessarily true. And it wasn't fair to like say that. And it wasn't fair to put that on him. And I'm completely take accountability for that whole situation. And, you know, I it was nice to just get my side out and for him to hear it. And uh, 12 minutes is a long time to listen to somebody like sob cry. But you have to also remember that like I do a one hour, a pretty much one hour podcast just talking about myself and my life anyways. So if you think that I wasn't going to add every single detail in and also to me, I, I mean, 
it always feels like it's going to be the last time we talk, you know, because it's usually supposed to be. So I felt like if this was the last time I was going to get to say what I needed to say, and I, I was kind of explained to, you know, the podcast is half podcast, half life journal. So sometimes it's just like me getting my thoughts out because I also want to share my authentic feelings of a breakup because if somebody else is going through one, I want them to feel seen and heard. And like there are stages of a breakup in the same way there are stages of grief, you know, and one of them is anger. And it's fair for me to get mad and be angry. And even though he's this amazing guy and all these things, like it's still fair for me to be upset. And even this is what I said to him. I was like, even though I completely understand why we broke up. I have never once said that I didn't get it. Did I wish it didn't happen? Of course. I wished that I could have been the person that was going to support him and stand by his side and that we were going to work it out. Of course I did. I, you know, that's all totally fair on my part, but I understood why he couldn't and I supported it. And I even said I was proud, you know, like I was I was glad that this that he was able to make this decision for him. But just because it was a good breakup, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Like that doesn't mean that my feelings aren't valued. It's something I talk with with some of my girlfriends about a lot, especially with their like boyfriends and or other partners when they have to do something and it's disappointing or they have to miss something. And there is a good reason for it. So like. You know, for example, in my own life, it's like there was a time where Scotland was supposed to meet my parents earlier on, which we talked about on the podcast, actually. And I we you and me when we were chatting. So <laughs> and he couldn't go. And it now I can tell you it was because, uh, you know, he had to watch his son and it was a completely legitimate reason. And I was not mad at him for missing it. But it still hurt. And I feel like there's room for you to be disappointed and not mad. I feel like because of this whole like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed thing. But there's also, I'm disappointed, I'm not mad, which I think is just a different version of like, I I'm just sad at the situation, but I'm not mad at you, if that makes sense. And I think that's kind of where I've like been. And yeah, like, I'm not going to lie him popping in and out of my life was really hard for me. And I explained it to him because every time he came back into my life, I was always prepared for him to leave again and it for to be the last time and for me to be sad. Because every time he texts, it's like there's going to be a time I'm not going to get a text again. But I also don't want to sit here and I thought I took accountability for this, but I want to make sure that I do it here again because I think it's important. But I also answered all those text messages and have answered these text messages. I've also initiated him coming over like in the past. And so it's I'm not sitting here innocent as if I didn't do anything wrong. If you thought I was a crazy girl before, bitch, 12 minute voice memo. <laughs> I love that for me. I love being uh, like it's not a crazy girl to me. I mean, it's it's crazy. But you know what? It is who I am. I'm a big old like loving person with this huge heart and I feel my fucking feelings and I feel the need to over explain them a lot. And it is what it is. But you know what? If I didn't have such a big heart, I wouldn't have room for all these people in it that I have in it. And so I'm not going to feel bad about any of that. I'm not going to feel bad for falling in love with Scotland. I'm not going to feel bad for being hurt. I am completely in my rights to have my feelings hurt being broken up with.
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, look at that sentence alone. Like, I got broken up with. I'm allowed to be sad. I'm allowed to feel my feelings. So it's not about that. And I don't think that he would sit here and say that I wasn't either. You know what I mean? That's not what he was getting at. And I'm not, uh, once again, I'm not trying to put him on blast in any way, shape, or form. But what I do really feel bad about was that I hurt his feelings. And I never wanted to do that because he was really special to me. And, you know, all this stuff after has been really hard. It really has been. It's not been an, a super easy, clean breakup, which, you know, made the recovery process not super easy and clean either. Uh, but, you know, I hold on to the fact that I learned a lot from him and he allowed me to be myself and I appreciated that. And it is what it is. So anyways, yeah, if you want a 12 minute voice memo of me sharing my feelings, I will. Uh, I really, I, I think what's so hard about this too, is I have a really hard time when I think I hurt someone's feelings. See, I think I hurt people's feelings when I don't, and I feel very bad then if I, you know, like I am already sending you an apology text because I, you know, said something weird, you know? And I think as I've gotten older, I've been bet a little bit trying to get better about not apologizing for existing, but I've been a lot better about owning my shit and not trying to like fluff it to make somebody like because I'm worried about how someone else is going to feel like if I make a mistake, you know, it used to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry, but this is why I did it. And, you know, I was just trying to do this and then or or lying and being like making some excuse up. It's like, no, that that's actually worse. So for me now, I'm I'm leaning more towards and trying to be better at just like if I upset you, then I owe you an apology and I will try not to do it again, you know, which is what I'm doing here. But I laugh because I wrote this down. This is how much I hate, absolutely hate hurting people's feelings. Like one time way back in the day when I was, I want to say maybe I was in middle school, but I hurt one of my friend's feelings or I thought I did. And I wrote her a song and I recorded it on a cassette and gave it to her. And as romantic as that sounds, it's not what I was trying to do. I just, honest to God, did not know how to apologize yet in like a normal way. And I felt so fucking bad that I had hurt this girl's feelings. Like I literally, and I think it's an original song, but I don't know. It went like best. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even sing it because I'm dying. It was like best friends forever they never let you down they keep you on your feet and I think I made it up but if you heard that song somewhere please let me know because I totally copyrighted and like I should be thrown in jail for that and also I want to be held accountable and apologize but yeah I really fucking hate hurting people's feelings I need you to tell me that I did though because what's worse then you not telling me is me to continually hurt your feelings and not know about it. It's like I would have no idea if you don't tell me because every in my heart, everything I do is comes from love. And so sometimes I don't notice and I'm just like, la la la, like that was nice. Like and I don't know that it hurts somebody. So you have to tell me. So that was the other thing about Scotland was that even though it was like a really shocking text message to get and I was like cried immediately, it was I felt good that he told me, you know, and that I heard his, that I, he didn't say like, you hurt my feelings. And yeah. So anyways, um, let's talk about other things. <laughs> uh, I was, I was, um, I was made aware by this weekend that I, I might've made a mistake. 
If you all remember the episode, the wedding episode of the podcast, I of Ben and Aaron's, you know, I talked about the guy with the button down shirt and the tied tie. And I was like, this was not it. Like, you know, and I was like, we don't even need to be worried about this guy. Uh, he was not, you know, but he here's the thing. So Ben and Aaron, Ben was in the wedding, uh, wedding. I think he was in it too, this guy. And they sent me pictures of him. And I was like, wait a second. Is that the same guy from the wedding? And they were like, yes. And suddenly, I think I made a mistake. I think I should have found out what the one good night was all about. I think I should have found out why the best man didn't want me to hook up with him. He was really cute. And I like totally fucked that up. I was like, oh my God, maybe I needed the rebound. Maybe I needed the one good night. Because I was talking to one of my girlfriends on the phone about this today. And, you know, because my mom and my aunt tried to bring up this whole it will happen when you least expect it shit again. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And I kept trying to tell them. I was like, we're in different times. Like, you know what I mean? You got to hustle now for dates. Like, this is not, this is like a job a job search. Okay. It's the same. You're going on Indeed. You're going on Bumble. It's the same shit. It's like, you got to put your best foot forward. You're building your resume with your photos and your fun facts. And it's like a whole fucking thing. So I was like, I don't think it can happen when you least expect it. But then I was talking to her about having a hoe phase. Cause you know how I am at hoe phase. I didn't think I needed one post Scotland. Still unsure, but I was talking about sometimes you're like in your hoe phase and unexpectedly you find love. And that could be when you least expect it. Like sometimes you're just hoeing around and all of a sudden you find a loyal one. And you're like, what the fuck was that? What What do you mean? You know, so I was like, you know, go out there, have your fun hoe phase. And who knows, maybe you will find one. But the problem is, is you can't go into hoe phase expecting to find one. It really has to be a least expected situation, because um, if you go into hoe phase with expectations of boyfriends, you will get hurt. You will. And so that is exactly why I'm not sure I could do whole phase because I think I'm just a commitment girl. I'm like, please, for the love of God, want to marry me and take out my trash. That is like that is goals for me. And that's where I'm at. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think I fucked up. So once again, the trip to Wisconsin really needs to be pushed up on the list here because I think I fucked up. I think I got to go get my button down man in, in my defense, though. That was not the look. OK, the button down with the tie tie. And, and the thing is, is that I wasn't I wasn't drunk like that. Like I was tipsy by that point for sure. But I mean, Smashley, he was totally Smashley's type, but most people are. Um, but Ashley, on the other hand, no. Speaking of drunk encounters, I was reminded this weekend of a story that I had completely fucking forgotten about. Not like completely, but I I, I in the way of like it's never been told on the podcast and what a miss is that unless I did and I forgot, but either way, welcome back. <laughs> so basically when I was at drinks with, with Bessie, the podcast, Jenna and her fiance, Sergio and her dad, I was, um, and her sister, Gabby, I was reminded at the time Sergio was like, I have only seen you nervous and not talk once. He's like, there's only been one time that I've ever seen you speechless. And he was like, that was the time that you got hit on by the plumber. And he was like, but the way he said it was he was like, it was the time that your the plumber was trying to clean your pipes. And I just about 
lost my shit. And then, of course, we have to tell Jenna's dad the whole story. So basically what happened was, was we all went out for drinks um, at this like random tequila bar that they had in. Uh, it's a sangria bar, technically, in Livermore. Not sure if it's still there or not, but that's not the point of the story. Anyways, we go out and we're all sitting together and then this guy just comes and sits right next to me and he's like, you're Ashley, right? And granted, I will say this was Livermore. So it's not like Livermore is not this. It's not New York, New York. You know what I mean? Like people pretty much know everybody. But like I was not I don't think I was well known. I was loud. So they might be like, oh, there's that loud bitch again. You know what I mean? But I wasn't like memorable in the way where I think people would remember me like that, you know? Listen, I was nominated for Homecoming Queen, but I think that's because I bullied people in voting me because I was like, you know, it'd be fun. You should vote for me. I'm just kidding. I'm sure people liked me. That's why they voted for me. I don't really remember. Anyways, back on track. This guy comes next to me. He's like, you're Ashley, right? And I was like, yes. And then um, he was like, oh, yeah, I went to high school with you. I know your sister, which obviously I'm immediately texting her. And she did not know who this guy was, which is hilarious. And then um, basically tells me that he he's a plumber and he I mean, I've never talked to someone so proud of their profession in my life. And that's not me saying that you shouldn't be proud to be a plumber. He was just so passionate about it that I wasn't like I was about to become a plumber. And anyways, uh, I just didn't know how to respond. I don't know if maybe this was like my first time. This was not my first time getting hit on. I can relax on that one. But it was the first time in a long time because Jimmy and I had just broken up. So this was like my first time out, I think, if I remember the timeline correctly. And so I was like so taken aback. And, you know, like post breakup, the confidence is not always there. And I was like, oh, my God. And I don't know if he was hitting on me or not, but we felt like he was. According to Sergio, he wanted to clean my pipes. And <laughs> that's disgusting. But anyways, yeah. So um, then I did start following him on social media. I feel like there was a moment where I was like ready to date again. I think the, I think this is like beginning of the podcast and the, or podcast beginning of the breakup. And then I was like, when I was ready to date again, I like looked into him. I was like, hello. Uh, but he most definitely had a girlfriend. I was like, you know what? That was meant to be. He's actually like his brother's married to a girl I went to high school with. And I was like, you know what? This might be like too much. And then he grew this like weird beard. And I was like, I don't know. It's just like, it's not it. Not that I don't love a beard because we know that I do. But this one was just like, it was weird. Anywho. So yeah, Sergio reminded me that there there was and probably still is a man out there once again trying to clean my pipes and good for me. <sighs> you guys, it's been such a crazy week. Remember when our rights were taken? <laughs> Unless you're a man, then you don't. I I honestly knew I wanted, I knew I had to and wanted to address this on the podcast. I just wanted to wait towards the end because it makes, it puts me in a bad mood. And I was like, if I start the podcast this way, I am never going to be able to get through the pipe cleaning story. I will. <laughs> um, and so basically, if you don't know, Roe v. Roe v. Wade was, I can't even like speak on it because I'm such a mess, but Roe v. Wade was overturned um, by a bunch of like idiot men and some pick me girls in the Supreme Court. And basically this was like attacking abortions. And this means that no matter what the reason is that you and, you know, depending on your state, you're going to be forced into giving birth. And for me, I at this point in my life, I don't want kids. I've never wanted kids. Um, 
I liked the idea of being a stepmom, you know, but I never wanted to give birth naturally myself. And there's a few reasons for that. Uh, But from a health reason, I have been in pain my whole life. Ever since I remember, you know, like when I was, like I said in, in episode 100, I, I, I got Crohn's at 15 years old and it was painful. And then everything about that, like, obviously it's not like there's good and bad days, but I do have a lot of bad days and my body has been through a lot. And the idea to me of putting it through something else, like I understand that a kid's worth it. I totally get it. Just personally, I'm so tired of not being able, like, I don't get to, I didn't get to choose to get sick. Like, I didn't get that. That wasn't like, I didn't eat the wrong thing and magically got Crohn's. Um, I did, however, take the wrong medicine and end up getting lupus and fibromyalgia, but that was prescribed to me and that's a whole other story. But um, anyways, I've been in pain for a lot of my life and I just, pregnancy looks super painful and I just, I don't want to do it. I am so proud of all the women who do. It's so inspiring to me. It's crazy to see, but you know, I didn't want to do it. And I have the right to change my mind. If at any point I decide I want to have kids, I have the right to change my mind. And there's been times that my mind's been like, maybe I would want a kid. Like maybe I would want a little, a a biological Ashley running around. You know what I mean? Um, And there's times that I don't and majority of it is not. But I think that the same way I have the right to choose my mind, if I want to have kids, I should have the right to decide that I don't. And it's crazy to me that there are a bunch of people it's, it's just like guys who have clearly the worst competence issue. Like they are so insecure about themselves that the only thing that they can do is try to control their people because they can't control their own lives. They can't control that they fucking suck and they're bad in bed and, and women hate them. They can't control that. And I don't care. You could be saying, Ashley, a lot of these guys are married and they have kids. No, fuck that shit. I guarantee you their wives have never experienced an orgasm. I will say that right now and I stand by it. And all these women who also voted for this, they also have never experienced an orgasm. And they're so fucking wrapped up in the idea that they need to please men and they want to be chosen and they want to be seen as the first pick girl on the line that they're willing to shut down other women. And that's the shit I can't fucking stand. It's like men are trash. Like, duh. You know what I mean? But when women go against women, that's something I will never fucking understand. And so obviously there's all these statements about, you know, what could really bad that could happen. Not just like from my personal level, I'm like, I want to be able to just not have a kid because I don't want one. But there's also people who are going to get raped, people who are going to have to give give birth to, you know, an unborn child. Like there's all these things that are so insane to me that are being allowed now because of these people that just want to control. And one of the things that scares me the most about this, and I'm going to be honest uh, about a, a story with me, is that when Donald Trump was elected president, I went to a 7-Eleven like at 9 p.m. in, in Sonoma County And there was this guy that was like literally peeing on the 7-Eleven door. And he turned to me and he was like, you know, I could do anything I want with you right now because Donald Trump said it was okay." And to me, like I'm never one. I've, I've tried to stay really far away from the politics and like from the whole like 
Trump thing and like I'm not here to shit on anybody who made their decision to vote for him I know that people want to it's not really my thing what I am gonna say is the culture that came from that is what scared me so much it was the fact that there for years and years and years and years there have always been men that have decided that they can do whatever they want with women with no accountability and no no like fear for what would happen to them and so when that was said to me i was so terrified because of course like as a female i'd already experienced you know sexual harassment and things like that like you know just like your everyday <laughs> like hey baby on the streets kind of shit but that just was so chilling to me because at that time, I mean, he was right. He was taller than me. He was stronger than me. We were in a public place, but I can't guarantee someone was going to help me. That man could have completely done horrible things to me. And I and I don't know what would have happened. It's, I obviously would have fought back and like hopefully would have gone to jail. But at that point with Donald Trump as president, like I didn't know. Like I didn't know. This was the culture that, in my opinion, he was cultivating. So that is why I, I had such a hard time with that. And then when this happened, I was like, I could see the same thing happening now. I could absolutely see me going to a 7-Eleven, another drunk dude peeing on the wall. And I'm saying, you know, I could force you to have a kid right now and nothing would happen. He might not be wrong. And, you know, one of one of the other super tragic parts about this was like, you know, I woke up and my sister had texted and she said, I can't believe I'm raising a girl in this world like I cannot believe I'm raising a girl in a world where like this is this is actually happening and it was a hard pill to swallow to even read that text because she's not wrong you know like I'm not a parent so I don't know that pain but I do have a couple I have a couple of other nieces and it's it's tragic to me to think that 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 they're even gonna fight have to fight for this but what I told my sister back that I hope gave some sort of hope to her was I said, you know, it's true. This is very shitty. And if I can offer any light in this situation is that your daughter is also going to grow up in a world where she sees women fight back. She's going to grow up in a world where she's going to see the women around her stand up and they're not going to take this lying down. We're not going to sit there and just let them do this to us. We are going to fight back because women are fighters and we're strong and we deserve the same rights and respect as men. And I'm going for all women, trans women, you know, non-binary. We all deserve the same equal rights. And it's crazy that we're even having to have this conversation, especially during Pride Month. Like we should be focused on supporting our LGBTQIA plus members and celebrating them. And instead, we're having to shift focus to women's reproductive rights. And that's just like so insane to me. And I just don't think I'll ever, ever understand how or why this is happening. But I think it's just really important for us as females and men as allies, like men should not stay quiet. They just shouldn't. I think this is the time where you should be posting. You should be loud in conversations like you should. If you hear one of your buddies say something, you need to stick up because like we need our ally men. It's crazy to me. Like, what are you without women? We literally make you like, you know, and we should have the right to choose if we want to or not. And I, I just think it's so insane what we're going to like grow up into. And I don't even want to touch the gun thing. I don't want to touch any of that right now because I can't wrap my mind around it. But 
I, I, I just implore you to get involved and I'm going to try to get involved as well. And I just, I just know that we're going to fight back on this and we're not going to take this lying down and women out there. We are so strong. We, we got this. We, there's no way this is not going to be our fate basically. And so also, you know, women out there, take your time in processing, you know, for me, I think, you know, it was it was a really hard day. And, you know, I went on to have a really great weekend, which was great. I spent a lot of time with my girlfriends and it was just nice to have female energy around, you know, just to feel that support. And, you know, it was it was really nice. And I just I just know it's hard and it was crazy to be expected to just like work that day uh, or any day. I feel like we should be spending our whole day protesting and shit. But uh, anyways, I just 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 spend time and respect your females in your life and just know that we're in this together and we're not going to change the minds of those who've already made it up. So to me, there's there's not a lot of purpose in getting mad and at, you know, I mean, getting mad for a cause, yes, but I mean, like, fighting with your, you know, people on social media and shit, it's just like, to me, that we're not going to change anyone's mind. Not that way. I think that we just need to be the change, what I think Obama's, be the change that we want to see, you know, and just try not to tear each other down, even though I did say that um, the women who voted for this are tragic pick me girls and I stand by that but those aren't women I want to uplift so I'm going to say that but I I just wouldn't waste your time arguing on social media with people I would just don't let that energy into your life just surround yourself with people whose uh values just align with yours and it might be tough there might be people that you know you have to cut off for me like I don't I am surrounded by people who right as far as I know like are pro-choice you know um they are anti making women die at birth you know what I mean just like one of those things so anyways this is not the super easiest topic to discuss and I feel lucky that I have a platform with people who listen to me that I can say what I need to say and um you know I I love you all so much thank you for listening to this podcast uh and I saw a lot of things on TikTok where, you know, girlfriends were asking their boyfriends for like a I lost my rights present. And I just want to say that I fully fucking support that. I absolutely think that the men in our lives should be buying us presents because we lost our rights. I unfortunately do not have a boyfriend, but I am open um, to presents from any male in my life. Just saying sorry about your uterus. Um <laughs> Sorry that you don't get to choose whether you want a kid or not, or sorry, you know, you could die one day having a baby and it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, presents for all. And anyways, I love you all so much. We are going to fight this. Um, and just, just be kind to yourself and love yourself. And yeah. Okay. Bye.